So we continue where we cut off. That was on my notes on page 7. About the middle it says, in the Gospel of John there is even more information which helps us to determine the day on which Jesus Christ died. John 19 verses 30 and 31 it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews therefore, because it was the preparation, that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. For that Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. For that Sabbath day was an high day. This was the 15th of Nisan, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Look at Deuteronomy 21, I have it there. And if a man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be to be put to death, and thou hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of God, that thy land be not defiled, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. So they had to be taken down and buried the same day before sunset yet. So the legs of the crucified were broken to help the men die, so they could be buried before sunset. However, the legs of Jesus were not broken. Exodus 12:46 it says, In one house shall it be eaten, thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh. What does that mean? Amen. Any. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. Okay, now we need to do some looking through the gospel, so we go to Matthew. We read Matthew 27, verses 57 to 62. Elizabeth, can you read 57 through 62? When the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulchre and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulchre. Now the next day that followed, the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate. In verse 59 it says, He wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. That word linen cloth in Greek is syndon. I must have it somewhere in the notes, but I don't know now. Where? Somewhere it is. Syndon. And it means just a regular linen cloth. Perhaps something like our sheets would be. And this comes in Mark and Luke also. Only, ah, that is in my notes. At the end of the line on page 7, syndon is used in Matthew, Mark and Luke. In all three places, but later about Nicodemus we learn more. Okay, now we go to Mark. Mark 15 and verses 
47. Can you read, Elizabeth? And now when the even was come, because it was the preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, an honourable counsellor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate, and craved the body of Jesus. And Pilate marvelled if he were already dead. And calling unto him the centurion, he asked him whether he had been any while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And he bought fine linen, and took him down and wrapped him in the linen, and laid him in a sepulchre which was hewn out of a rock, and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulchre. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph beheld where he was laid. So again, the linen is the word syndon, just regular linen. And then Luke 23. So remember that the women saw what Joseph of Arimathea did. They were watching him bury Jesus. 23 verses 50 through 56. 50 through 56. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counsellor, and he was a good man and a just. The same had not consented to the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulchre that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew on. And the women also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after and beheld the sepulchre, and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments, and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Yeah, in verse 54, and that day was, was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. The words drew on are the Greek word epiphosko, and it comes from epi, which means after, and phos, which means light. So you can imagine that literally it means after light. So it means it was getting dark. Light was going out. So Luke 23, 54 could be translated like this. And that day was the last day of preparation and was getting dark toward the Sabbath. And now we go to John chapter 19 and read verses 38 through 42. And after this Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about an hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus, and wound it in linen clothes, with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre wherein never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. So this gives us more information. After Joseph Arimathea had buried Jesus, came Nicodemus. 
when Joseph was bearing Jesus, the women were watching. And then they must have gone away, they must have not seen what Nicodemus did. Because the women also wanted to bury him, Jesus Christ, properly. So obviously, John of Arimathea, he believed that God would raise Jesus Christ from the dead, because he didn't bury him properly. But Nicodemus came and he wanted to do it properly. He had, it says, a hundred pounds of meal and aloes, those uh, spices that they use to bury people. That's about 32 kilograms. Imagine that amount of all kinds of ointments. And then, in verse 40, then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloths. That word linen cloths is otonion, a completely different word than used before. And it means those linen that they used wrapping around the bodies when they were buried. They're completely different, probably thicker so that they could suck and contain the ointments that were put in them. That was second time he was buried then. And we go back to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, it says in verse 1, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, that's again Epiphosco. It was getting down, the sun was going down toward the first day of the week. So that was the weekly Sabbath now. Came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. So. This all happened before the sunset on the weekly Sabbath. The women came to look at the sepulchre and they went because in verse 2 when it says and behold that means something new is beginning in here. The women were gone and behold after that there was a great earthquake and the stone was rolled away and the angel came there to watch it and the guards felt unconscious. So that was the time when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, right before the sunset. Now we know the time of his raising up from the dead. That's the time when he was raised up from the dead. Now we know the time of his raising up from the dead, right before sunset, on Saturday, weekly Sabbath. So we count three days and three nights. Back from that, we come to Wednesday evening, the 14th of Nisan, right before sunset when he was buried. And then in that day, right in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon, he died. In Matthew it says, chapter 28, verse 5, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. That, what happens here in verse 5 and 6, continues the next day, Sunday morning. You cannot really see it in the text in Matthew, but when you look at the other Gospels, you understand that they came in the morning again in there. And Matthew just doesn't make any note of that. They were gone away and came back again. The story continues from that point of view. Okay, I explained already that Matthew 28 verse 1 could be also translated like this. And late in the evening of the Sabbath, as it was getting dark toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the sepulchre. That was in the evening. 
they came to see the sepulchre before sunset on Saturday, the weekly Sabbath. This, Matthew 28.1 and Luke 23.54 are the only places where the word epiphosco has been used in the New Testament. So it doesn't mean sun rising but sun going down. Then we go to John chapter 20 and read verses 1 and 2. The first day of the week, that's the 18th of Nisan, first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark under the sepulchre and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. So before sunrise she came there. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre and we know not or I don't know where they have laid him. And then we come to Mark chapter 16. Mark 16 verse 1 And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him, Jesus Christ. So they had not seen that Nicodemus had already done that. So they wanted to do it. So when it says, and when the Sabbath was passed, which Sabbath? That was the 15th of Nisan. That Sabbath was passed. Then there was one regular market day in between, the Friday. They went to the shop and got that stuff. And then the second Sabbath comes, verse 2, and very early in the morning of the first day of the week, because the first day of the week is the day after Sabbath. The day after weekly Sabbath is the one. Then very early in the morning, the first day, the day after Sabbath of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. It should be after the rising of the sun. The sun had already been risen. Mary had been before and now she came with the other women. And she had told them these things and they were thinking about it. And verse 3 it says, And they said among themselves, Who has rolled away the stone? According to Aramaic. Who has rolled away the stone for us from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not afraid, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Okay, he is risen is the verb in Greek, egero, we come to that later again. And in here, actually, in the corresponding place in all the four Gospels, it is in the form of egerite, which is in passive voice. So it means that he did not raise up himself. Actually, the word rise does, doesn't is not what it means. It means to wake up. Somebody is sleeping and you either wake yourself up or you wake up or somebody wakes you up. So here it is in passive voice which means that he was woken up. Which was crucified. He was woken up. Which means God woke him up from the death. Like in Thessalonians we learned there was another verb that means to get up, to stand up. So I mean God first wakes the people up and gives them the resurrection body and then they themselves stand up and move same kind of a thing 
any which way this little detail is to be seen there that he was woken up that was mark 16 and now we go to luke 24 luke 24 and uh, actually we need to start a couple of verses before in luke 23 we start with verse 54 verse 54 and that day was the preparation the sabbath drew on epiphosco was there it was dawning it was sun was going down toward the sabbath the special sabbath and the women also which came with him from galilee followed after and beheld the sepulchre and how his body was laid they saw how joseph of arimathea did it the burial verse 56 and they returned and prepared spices and ointments on the day between the two sabbaths and rested the sabbath day that's the weekly sabbath according to the commandment and then chapter 24 verse 1 now upon the first day of the week which is the day after the weekly sabbath very early in the morning they came unto the sepulchre bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre and they entered in and found not the body of the lord jesus and it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout behold two men stood by them in shining garments and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth they said unto them why seek ye the living among the dead he is not there but is risen again Egero, egerte in passive voice remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again so do you understand how the timing is determined we know he had to die on the 14th of nisan in the afternoon and be buried before sunset and then we learned that he was raised from the dead before sunset on saturday and then coming back we come to wednesday and we noticed that there were two sabbaths the 15th of nisan which was sabbath and the 17th of nisan which was the weekly sabbath and therefore we had two sabbaths and one day between the tradition has put these sabbaths on top of each other therefore they got good friday and sunday morning but in real life they were separated by one day and you can clearly see how it fits together with incredible accuracy turn the page and we are on now page nine the resurrection of jesus after three days and three nights right before the sunset so I have done this so that on the above department I have the Jewish names for the dates the 14th of Nisan, 15th of Nisan, 16th of Nisan, 17th of Nisan, 18th of Nisan. And on the bottom I have the Western names for the days Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the word day goes to the next part because their time changed 
why the change of the day co goes according to Jewish timing. So therefore the day is on the side of the new day. Like Wednesday's day is in the part of Thursday, do you understand? Just to be able to keep it clear for you which day it was when. So on the 14th of Nisan Jesus died about 3 p.m. At the same time the Passover lamb was killed. And then Jesus was buried before the sunset that day. Then came the Holy Convocation, special Sabbath, a high Sabbath, 15th of Nisan, which was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Passover meal was eaten after sunset and before midnight that day. The chief priests and the Pharisees asked Pilate to arrange guards at the sepulchre of Jesus that day. Then comes 16th of Nisan, a regular, normal weekday, which is between the High Sabbath and the weekly Sabbath, that was Friday. This day the shops were open, so the women purchased spices and ointments for the burial of the body of Jesus. And then the next day, 17th of Nisan, was the weekly Sabbath, with the women spent resting according to the commandment, as it was said in Luke 23. In the evening, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the sepulchre and then they went home. And then after they had gone, there was a great earthquake and God raised Jesus from the dead. And then comes 18th of Nisan, the day after Sabbath, the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene went along to the sepulchre when it was still dark, early in the morning, before the sunrise. And she sees Jesus the first time. This is the first time when Jesus shows himself to anybody. Then later she went to her friends and the women went early in the morning again to the sepulchre, this time after the sunrise. And Jesus showed himself as living to them. The angel said to them, he is not here. And after that Jesus showed himself as living to the disciples. And it continues. Okay, let's repeat John 1.29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Then 1 Peter 1, 17-19 And if ye call on the Father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot the same man same lamb 1st Corinthians 5 7 purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lamb as ye are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, and our Passover Lamb died on the 14th of Nisan, on Wednesday of that week. And now we can start counting days before the Passover and researching what happened. And uh, we can do that on the next page, the 8th and 9th of Nisan. These days were the Thursday and Friday of the previous week. Thursday was six days before the Passover, and the Passover was, remember, not beginning on the 15th of Nisan, but it, especially said in the Old Testament, the Passover is on the 14th day. It refers to the killing of the Passover lamb, not yet to the meal, really. And therefore, 
when it says in John 12 verse 1 and 2 then Jesus six days before the Passover came to Bethany where Lazarus was which had been dead whom he had raised from the dead there they made him a supper and Martha served but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him on Wednesday 3 p.m. so the first day before Passover is Tuesday the 13th of Nisan. The second is Monday the 12th. Third is Sunday the 11th. Fourth is Saturday the 10th. Fifth is Friday the 9th. And sixth is Thursday the 8th. And remember the day always begins at the evening. When we turn it around to continue in chronological order as we're going to start reading, the sixth day before Passover was 8th of Nisan. Fifth was Friday 9th. Fourth was Saturday 10th, third was Sunday 11th of Nisan, second was Monday 12th of Nisan, first was Tuesday 13th of Nisan, one day before Passover. And then came Wednesday when he was crucified. And now we can go to John 11. Gospel of John 11, and that is verse 55. In John 11 tells, it says, And the Jews' Passover was night at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. That refers to place in Numbers 19, 11 and 12. It refers to a week of purifying ceremonies, which they had to do in order to be ceremonially clean for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. If they had touched, for example, a dead body, and there are more stipulations like that. Now we can go to John 12, verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them, that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly ointment, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. In my notes I have read, a very important guest came to a house. He was anointed with oil. Priests and kings were anointed, and then there are places about that. The anointing symbolized the presence of God and it was a sign of God having sanctified and set apart the one being anointed. And we continue in John 12 verse 4. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for the 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the back and bare what was put there and he had their common money. He was the secretary treasurer of those twelve. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but also that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. 
But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Then verse 12, on the next day, do you see, must be the next day, what day is this? This is six days before Passover, six days before Passover is this, that was the Thursday, the eighth day of Nisan. Then the next day, the following day, is the ninth. Do you understand how the counting continues? This is the way how we can keep in track what day we are studying. 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna! Blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. That is quoted from Zechariah 9, verse 9. Verse 16. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. The people therefore that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave, and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. Then Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive how he prevailed nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. So that was John, and it said that he came on one ass. When a judge came riding on one animal, he came for judgment. So we're going to have to look judges. Joshua judges chapter 5. And there in verse 10 it says, Judges 5, then speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. It doesn't say anything about the numbers, but it says about, it mentions judgment in here. So we need to continue. Chapter 10, chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. And after him arose Jer, a Gileadite, and judged Israel twenty and two years. And he had thirty sons that rode on thirty as colts. And they had thirty cities which are called Havotcher. Verse 4 in Judges 10. Unto this day which are in the land of Gilead. So he had thirty sons. And altogether there were thirty asses that makes one ass for a son. And that made them judge. So the point is that when the judge was coming to the city and they could see far off from the walls of the city or the towers of the city that somebody is coming, if he was coming on white ass, one white ass, they knew that's a judge coming there to bring judgment. And then chapter 12 we have verses 13 and 14. And after him Abdon, the son of Hillel, Pirathonite, judged Israel. And he had forty sons and thirty nephews that rode on threescore and ten ascolts. And he judged Israel eight years. Threescore is sixty, and ten makes seventy. 
40 sons and 30 nephews that make 70. 70 men and 70 asses. So they were judges. So when Jesus Christ came on the 9th of Nisan, the next day, he came riding upon one ass. So he came for the judgment. The first coming to Jerusalem happened on the Friday, the 9th of Nisan. And the second coming happened on Saturday, the 10th of Nisan. The first coming was for judgment and the second coming was blessing. Because the second time when he came, he came on two asses, ass and asses called. We need to continue in Luke 19, 19, verse 28. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount, called at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, into which at your entering you shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him thither. And if any man ask you, Why do you lose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way, and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were losing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why lose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as they went, they spread their clothes in the way, and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he was come near, he beheld the city, and he wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children with thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. So that was the judgment that he spoke. Alright, so that was Luke. And then is Mark 11. That is Mark 11, verses 1, 1 2, and 3. First. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, 
where never man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you this? Say that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. What we're dealing here with is a custom. They, they used to give gifts, and they gave animals, and they were kept in a certain place. And they were free for use for anyone doing God's business. And when they said the Lord has a need of it, that must have meant in Aramaic that Jehovah needs that. Then the keepers would say, okay, you can have it, because that was, according to the culture, a perfect reason why to do that. So, actually, we need to continue to verse 11. Elizabeth, can you read verses 4 through 11? And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye, loosing the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus, and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon them. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees, and strawed them in the way. And they that went before, and they that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David, that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple, and when he had looked round about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, and he went out into Bethany with the twelve. So that was the first coming. And in my notes I have Second Kings 9.13. Then they hasted and took every man his garment and put it under him on the top of the stairs and blew with trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. This is the way how they celebrated their king. The palm leaves and branches indicated joy. We can look Leviticus 23, 40, 23, verse 40. And ye shall take, ye shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees and the boughs. What's the bow? Bow. Bow. What is it? The branch, big branch. Ah. And the boughs of thick trees and willows of the brook. And ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And Job is something similar. But I think right now we need to take a longer break. <laughs>